You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in. It is Bears Over Fears. I'm Jeff Perkis. On the other side of the screen is EJ Snyder. We drink booze and talk about the Bears. We basically conduct what is amounted to a therapy session so far this year. But this is like a, a breakthrough. Is that what they call therapy? And like when good things happen, it's a breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, when the Bears are coming off of a win. So we should have some good stuff. We've got some fun things happening tonight, including a Halloween candy draft that we will do at the end with a special guest. EJ, what's going on? How are you? How are you settling into the fall? <laughs> I like fall. Fall is one of my favorite seasons. Uh, it is a little bit different where I live now than where I grew up, certainly, but uh, a lot of the memories are the same. There are sense memories, smells and tastes and sounds. You know, you're starting to get fall beer, which is great. Uh, one of my favorite smells is freshly mowed grass with the leaves mixed in in the fall, like when it's a little bit cooler. Love that smell. Got the leaves coming down. Got plenty of good football. Um, Halloween's right around the corner. We're doing our candy draft tonight, which was a listener suggestion. So, again, if you've got suggestions for us, always put them in. If they strike our fancy, we'll do it. But uh, I'm digging it. Um, got a beer. Got a nice pumpkin well you said blaze orange shirt because i I mean it's for those of you that are just listening just imagine ej is ready to go uh hunt like yes he's got got blaze orange on right like i mean it is hunter safety week for for ej snyder tonight uh but what what you said you brought a beer on uh celebratory beer what do you have uh it's a local beer to me pacific northwest this is sea pine brewing they are within a stone's throw of lumen field up in seattle this is their mosaic pale which is a little bit misleading a lot of people think pale ale not a lot of taste not a lot of flavor um closer to sort of amber in color and has a very nice rich golden body to it uh 5.4 abv and this is the 16 ounce got some nice can art i know you like can art um but yeah drink local uh, and enjoy. It's uh, kind of a crossover beer, not a not a light lager from the summer, not a you know heavy Kolsch or Dunkel from the fall. Kind of a kind of a tweener beer. Okay, well that sounds good. Yeah, the can art was a tr- it's an attractive can, and you got the bonus four ounces with the yes. sixteener. So that's always a good that's always a positive, right? We like the the free four ounces, and, and I'm very sure you get paid for it. But you know, it's always nice to get that extra four ounces. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I was definitely going to bring a beer on because, you know, celebrate the name of the show. And then it's basically turned into for me bourbon because that's, that's what I primarily drink now anyway. 
but I have been hit with a little bit of a cold. And so um, I'm actually bringing, I am drinking something. I'm bringing on a hot toddy though, uh, <laughs> because my voice is on teetering on the edge of, of yeah. maybe losing a little bit. So I've got some honey, I've got some lemon, uh, I've got a little, a little bourbon and some hot water. And it is, uh, I got to tell you, that is a winning combination. It is I, absolutely a winning combination. So for those of you that might my, my find may find yourself with a head cold at some point in the future, I recommend. Yeah, I got got my wife. Uh, I don't want to say hooked, but um, when she is in that condition, when she is starting to get sick or has a sore throat or whatever, uh, got her to try. Um, it's green tea with lemon. Uh, Irish whiskey, a little bit of honey, and um, you mix it up and then you put just a dash of like milk or heavy cream in it. Okay. I'm not down with the last part. Dairy doesn't always good with when you got phlegmy stuff in your throat, but that's right. That's, it's you know, it's just too to, much information for a podcast. Nah, uh, it's but, just, but to, you, just to kind of keep the fumes down a little bit. And okay, she was okay. like, no, 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 I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I was like, just try it. And she had one. And now every time she gets sick, she's like, can you make that green thing? Yeah. I was sure with can. you with the bourbon or with the whiskey and mm -hmm. then kind of lost me on the cream, but that's okay. All right. Let's get into some bear stuff. So we got some bears questions and then we, you know, we'll take a break. We got some fun stuff from bill and then we'll do the candy draft at the end. So if all you care about is the Halloween candy draft, skip to the end of this and uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, but let's, let's start with a, an actual football question. So uh, Chris Armstrong, our friend, Chris Armstrong, she's at Chris Armstrong one. That's Chris with a K. Uh, she says, any thoughts about how the rushing game will look without Herbert? Uh, will we see more designed runs for wide receivers or God help us wide receiver screens? And we were talking before the show, you went and took a look at all of the practice squad running backs that are out there in case maybe the Bears want to try to sign one to the active roster if Herbert does go on IR for that four week uh, period. So, you know, just open the floor to you. What'd you find out? How do you think things will differ with Deontay Foreman taking the lead role if uh, Roshan isn't able to play this weekend? Yeah, this is one of the strongest Bears rooms in terms of roster that went from a strength to, oh, they're all laid down. So Herbert with leg injury, Roshan Johnson with his concussion, um, Travis Homer also out. Basically, that just left Deontay Foreman at the time. They went out and picked up Darrington Evans really quickly. And it's because he has familiarity. He played a little bit last year. I, I was not a Darrington Evans fan when he was a bear before. And I thought, geez, is that the best you can do? So to answer Chris, Chris's first question, rushing game without Herbert, a little bit less explosive. Deontay Foreman, very capable running back, more of a bruiser between the tackles type. He can run outside zone runs, but not his strength. Um, you know, big burly guy from Texas likes to run people over. That was his MO with the Panthers. I really think that's why the Bears signed him. But just having him means you don't have thunder and lightning. You just have thunder. Darrington Evans, a little bit more the sort of sprinter type, um, not as heavily built, but again, not my favorite. So one of the things I do to cope <laughs> when I'm not feeling great about football is go through practice squads. I realize that's probably almost nobody else in the world, but that's one of the things I do. Running backs, strangely, in somewhat scarce supply on practice squads. Used to be you could find two, even three running backs on a practice squad. Now there's some practice squads that have none 
very many of them only have one. So look through the whole league, didn't find a ton, but there are uh, two, three names that I thought were worthwhile. Buffalo has Ty Johnson, who used to play with the Jets. He had some really good backup duty with the Jets, where he was, again, just this kind of situation, forced into service and produced at a really high level. Ended up earning more carries in his final year with the Jets. Um, I think Buffalo probably saw that, signed him to a division rival, but he's currently on the practice squad. Carolina, interestingly enough, has Jay Sean Corbin. Now, Jay Sean Corbin's a guy that we got to see a little bit at Shrine Bowl. He's a bigger back. He's mm, over six foot, 220, played at Florida State, but is a really good two-way back, really good receiver, has good size, but also good speed, really good feet. Um, he's one I'd be interested in. And then um, some other guys, Jacksonville's got Snoop Connor. Um, the Chargers have Jarrett Patterson, who is one of my favorites out of Buffalo. Uh, New Orleans has Jordan Mims, who we interviewed at this year's Shrine Bowl. He was a Fresno State guy. And then Arizona has Damian Williams, who's played in a couple of spots around the league. Uh, but Jason Corbin's probably the one, either Ty Johnson, because he was really effective uh, in his role with the Jets, or Jason Corbin as a sort of more like future piece of, hmm, I, I'm, you know, I want to see what we might get here. Problem is when you sign, not problem. Situation is when you sign folks off practice squad, you have to sign them to your active roster, uh, which means you'd be believing that one of those three backs that's currently not available for the Bears would be out for at least three weeks. If not, I are at least three weeks, because once you sign somebody to the active roster from the practice squad, you have to keep them on the active roster for at least three weeks before you can revert them to your own practice squad. You can't just sign them, put them on the active roster and then dump them back on the practice squad. That's dirty pool. You don't get to do it. So if the Bears do think they're going to be without the services of one or two of those three backs for more than three weeks, then a move like that could make sense. They went and got Darrington Evans largely because of familiarity. You know, I wouldn't be the move I make, but, um, you know, we'll see. Maybe he's grown. He's a young player and uh, we'll probably get to see him because other than that, it's the Deontay Foreman show. Yeah. And <clears throat> capable back. And after the Panthers traded uh, McCaffrey to, to the Niners, Foreman was able to come in and, and carry the load and, you know, look the part of, of a guy that could get the bulk majority of the carries. Many of you that picked him up in fantasy leagues know that very well. Like he was, he was kind of a league winner down the stretch there. So, you know, he, he definitely knows how to do that, whether or not he's going to have the same level of success, you know, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> what about the other question? I, I don't know about design runs for wide receivers. I mean, uh, Lester mentioned it on Monday's show that he would love to see DJ Moore get, uh, the, you know, a, a few design runs himself, but does this maybe uh, open up more, carries for fields like you, you maybe design a, a few more to try to get more explosive runs out of you know a very good runner in justin fields if you're looking for efficiency i would absolutely put those carries to fields before any of the wide receivers if you're looking at wide receivers i kind of think dj Moore is too valuable to take the extra hits he is probably the best with the ball in his hands but i want him doing what he's been doing for the last two weeks, which is leading the receiving core. I don't want him getting dinged up on a jet sweep. They've done it a bunch with Velas Jones. It hasn't been super successful, but he is the guy in terms of build and skill set that I would try it with if you were going to put those carries into the game plan. Now, would I rather have Justin Fields carry it or Velas Jones? Justin Fields, because the efficiency is going to be much, much higher. When Justin gets loose, he can 
he can run away from anybody in the NFL. That's I can't say the same for Vilas Jones. So in terms of, hey, we've only got, you know, 10 carries in the game plan that aren't going to running backs. How many are we going to give to wide receivers versus how many are we going to give to Justin? I'd say it's probably 70-30 to Justin, maybe 60-40 if you're trying to keep a few hits off him. But in terms of like we want these plays to succeed and get in a get a chunk, that's that's Justin. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh that's a good call. And looks like Chris is in the in the audience tonight and she appreciated the Vela shout out uh, <laughs> apparently. So, uh, so good, good on you there. Uh, let's move to the next one. So our friend Chad Vonk, he is Chad underscore Vonk. Um, he says, let's get crazy. Let's say the bears let's. win. Their ne- let's do it. Let's, let's say the bears win their next three and get uh, to, to four and four before the trade deadline. Should they be buyers? Uh, he's thinking, trying to improve that mm-hmm. pass rush sellers uh sell someone like trade someone off like darnell mooney or uh jayla johnson or i saw jj i was like justin jefferson was was the first thing that comes to mind it's like we don't have the luxury to do that and you wouldn't want to do that anyway um or or stan pat and and so i you know in my opinion bears really aren't in a in a situation this year where they should be trying to push any chips in the middle like this is kind of what you came into the year with is what you got and so i i would have a problem with them trying to you know push more chips into this year so i I would not recommend them try to go out and find anything unless it was you know someone who's been deactivated for multiple weeks you know i mean the carl lawson situation with the the jets where he can be had for a late pick you know 2025 type pick like with the the claypool situation or whatever um i don't know that you're going to get that but the bears certainly have the salary to be able to cover that if that if that if that's something that happened sure i could see that being a thing but anything short of like hey we're going to invest real capital no no no, i'm I'm not into that we don't want to get in another situation like like the claypool thing last year right where you know that turned into a, a mighty big pick in terms of selling off pieces like I don't love the idea of getting rid of either of those guys. I think you want to see what they can do for you the rest of the year. Um, And uh, even if you lost a couple of additional games, I don't like the idea of of selling those guys off personally. And because I don't know exactly what you'd be able to get for a Darnell Mooney who hasn't really had a good year. And and, uh, Jalen Johnson, who, you know, quite frankly, has had an injury history that I think a lot of teams would be suspect with. Yeah. Four and four is really the kicker here for me. They don't go on a, you know, massive run or they don't look like they're just steamrolling people. If, if you're winning close games and you end up at 500, I'm with you. They shouldn't be buyers um, at anything over, Hey, that's a really good deal. And I'm going to pick up a dollar that somebody else dropped. Uh, Carl Lawson was the guy I was thinking of. And sure, if you can add Carl Lawson at the deadline for pennies on the dollar, why not make yourself a mercenary pass rush with Yannick and Carl Lawson? And it would be better than what you have now, as long as you're not giving up a bunch for it in terms of sellers. No, not really either, because uh, I think the price that fans think they're going to get for players on their own team is always quite a bit higher than what you're actually going to get. And, you know, in reality, would you take a fifth for Jalen Johnson? You know, because of the injury history, he's a better player than that in terms of just straight up when he's healthy on the field. But the risk and again, short term, somebody's going to have to sign him. Mooney, same thing. Hasn't I feel like there's more in the tank with Mooney. Mooney is a better receiver. We've seen him be a better receiver even in Chicago. Um, You know, is there a place for him as a wide receiver three or four? 
uh, maybe even a returner on, you know, later this year's teams or early next year's team. If he's still around, I, I don't think the benefit of selling those players off is, is there to be able to do it. Uh, it's always an interesting question. Baseball is so much more active at the trade deadline, right? Like you kind of like baseball talks about trades for a really long time. And then there's this flurry of activity, like the week before the trade deadline, NFL is getting a little bit more, but it's just not nearly the volume that, you know, makes it as fun as, as baseball trading can be. And really kind of baseball really sort of declares what your team's trying to do for the rest of the year yeah. where, you know, Oh, they, they became sellers at the deadline. You know, they're not, they're really not trying for the postseason. or, Hey, they, they went all in They're They're trying to make a push for the playoffs. And it really does sort of track with where those teams are trying to go. And in football, you just don't see it. I don't know if the, the rosters are too big. It's too hard to come in mid season and make an impact. Maybe it's, you know, position by position kind of thing, but you just don't see it as much. Um, see a little bit more lately, but you just don't see it as much as you do in baseball. So, uh, next questions from, uh, uh, David Hunsaker four on, on Twitter. So David Hunsaker one, two, and three were apparently taken. So we're, we're up to David Hunsaker four. Uh, he says, if you guys were the GM and assuming the team has the number one overall, what are you doing with it? Right, we see, received a ton of variations on this. Mm-hmm. What are you doing if you get pick one? And, you know, we've talked about this. It's been, you know, uh, if you guys haven't listened to Bill Zimmerman yet, he had Josh Lucas on, who was the the number two guy under pace. You know, he talked about, you know, what happened in a lot of situations on with Bill and with, with on some other Chicago media with the time there in Chicago. It's a fascinating interview. I encourage all of you to go listen to it. Um, you know, and, and he, Bill asked him this question, like, Hey, if you're, you got Justin Fields I and mean, he plays pretty well the rest of the year, but you still have number one from Carolina. Um, you know, what are you doing with it? Are you trading it out or are you, are you, are you taking Caleb Williams? And, you know, Josh Lucas's opinion was you take Caleb Williams because he's that special of a prospect. Um, and I'll, I'll ask you, uh, the draft guru, I know you haven't done all your workups or anything like mm-hmm. that, but no doubt you have watched a fair amount of Caleb Williams take. What is your opinion of that player? And, and what does Justin have to do between now and the end of the year for you to say, now you keep Justin? It's a great question. We're going to hear, like you said, we're going to hear endless variations. We're going to hear this one asked over and over again, all the way until whatever happens, happens. Justin would have to play exceptionally well. And by that, I mean, he would probably have to win some games against competition that he shouldn't be expected to win. He would have to do that and win consistently. He can't just have a couple of highlight wins. He cannot play average and by average i mean good and he's played much better the last two weeks he definitely figured some things out the offense is rounding into form in several ways you can call it addition by subtraction with claypool the line getting healthy justin making better looks and better reads staying in pockets he should stay in he's obviously had a much much better last two weeks he would have to have weeks like that regularly and probably add a couple signature wins if I was even going to consider if I had the number one pick not taking Williams. Williams is regarded as an Andrew Luck type prospect. And the reason I bring up Andrew Luck is because he was the last one where there was consensus. There wasn't even the same consensus with Trevor. Trevor was QB one for a long time, but he asked most evaluators. They did not have him over Andrew Luck. Um, They had him close, but Andrew Luck was the last kind of like slam dunk, 
This guy's going to be a really good quarterback. He's got all the physical skills. He's got all the mental skills. We're in. Like Williams is generally regarded in that tier. And the chance to get a player like that into your franchise is extremely limited because they don't come around very often. It's been a long time since Andrew Luck was drafted now. And the coincidence of you having the top pick and needing that player and them being there is it just doesn't happen very often. So unless Justin plays the lights out, and I mean plays excellent football, not just good or average or better football, but excellent football, it's not even a question. If you have one, you take Williams, there is, it would be hard to make that a debate for me. Could Justin do it? He could. He could continue to improve. He could look like he had the last couple of weeks. And he could go beat some people he's not supposed to beat, put the team on his back and, you know, really open some eyes and say, hey, that guy's that guy's a difference maker that is going to elevate your football team because that's the platform that Williams is really going to be starting on. And then you assume there will still be growth from there. So it's a tough gap, tough gap to make up right now. I'm going to hit up the some of the comments in the, the YouTube comment section that those of us, those of uh, people that are joining us live. And I just want to highlight this one from Bruja7. He says, Williams will stay in school if we draft him. Well, first of all, your order of operations are wrong. If he declares for the draft, he declares for the draft. So you, there's no going back once you do that. Um, so so there's that's not a thing. Now, if your point is he's going to decide to stay in school and not uh, enter the draft if the Bears have the number one pick, I completely disagree with you. Yeah, that that idea that was out there early that he has a list of teams and all this kind of stuff that's been walked back pretty strongly. Um, and you would be a fool to not want to go to a market like Chicago. And I, I do not get the impression that Caleb Williams is a fool. And this idea that he's going to push back his chance at generational wealth another year, which, you know, all those things that can happen, I also disagree with this guy's coming out. He's going to play for whoever's number one. Like, I just, I don't see the leverage. I don't, I don't see what people are talking about. I think people took some early quotes from his dad or whatever, way out of context. We need to just put that behind us. And and I, it wasn't even about Chicago and you know, people assumed that he was talking about, it wasn't about Chicago. So let's, let's just get rid of that right now. You have anything to add? Not really. There's a lot of speculation. Um, what's not speculation is that there is a lot of involvement uh, in the Caleb Williams camp from his family. Um, some would say more, but it, it depends on the player. Some players' families are like that. Caleb Williams' family is most definitely like that. There is a, a heavy amount of family input. I'm with you that 40 or 50 million bucks talks. And everybody's like, oh, it's about the second contract, not the first one. And he's going to he's going to play chess, not checker. So many things can happen. Like if Caleb Williams goes back and sits out like the star will dim, like if he does not play football, but does not, you know, go into the draft to protect himself from injury. Look, other things can still happen, but out of sight, out of mind, people will get enamored they will not forget about him completely but they will be enamored with the new hottest shiny thing that comes out the year after that and there are always new and hot shiny things so the chance that he's got if he comes out he's going number one overall like let's just get that out of the way first this is not a like oh if you're top 15 like if he stays healthy and he comes out 
just with what he's done right now on tape. He's going number one. If you go number one, you are guaranteed a lot of money, way more money than he's going to make through NIL, like four to five times, roughly. Like he might make 10 or 11 million, be stayed at USC and NIL. That's a lot of money. That that would be near the top of the NIL tables. And rightfully so. He's one of the most famous players in college. If he goes out number one, and he will go number one in the NFL draft, if he comes out, he's going to make 40 or 50. Right. The difference between 40 or 50 and 10 or 11 is a lot. He's going to want to get on with his playing career. People say, oh, his family has a list and it's really about the second contract in the market. I'm with you. Like that may be so for other markets, but it is not so for Chicago. Chicago is the third largest market in the country. Like the NFL is dying to have Chicago be good because it's sleeping giant for marketing and everything else. If they get the new stadium rolling, like they're going to have a Super Bowl in the next five to seven years. Like, there's just a lot of good reasons for him to come out, like 35 million of them. And it's very hard to say, I'm not taking that. Let's make the point. It's the third largest market, but the New York market is split by two teams. Now, it may not be an equitable split. There's more Giants fans than Jets fans. I get that. And the LA market is somewhat disinterested and they didn't have a team for a long time and Rams and chargers again, not a 50 50 split, but you you look at that stadium and chargers games, like it's, it's the opposing team that's got more fans in the stands, right? Chicago is a football town. It's got all the other sports, but you know, when they're good football really dominates that town. It is a football town. To me, it's the strongest market in the league because of that, because you're not splitting it up with anybody. Uh, and so again, I don't think this guy's stupid. Like he would, he would be very happy to go here. You know, I, I mean, I, so I live in Iowa, you know, we're closest to Kansas city and we get a lot of Mahomes commercials here, like Mahomes and Kelsey and stuff. And they do a lot of like local type business, you know, advertising. So they sure. puts a little money in their pocket, you know, like, yeah, you, you got to feel for a guy like Mahomes, right? I mean, he's playing on not that big of a contract. So, you know, you got to get all those endorsement deals, right? <laughs> These are not the biggest endorsements that he's getting in Kansas city. And then in the Midwest, uh, it, where, where I'm at in Chicago, there's tons of oper- marketing opportunities over there. So even like the local marketing opportunities, plus you're in that big market, you get those national level uh, deals a lot easier than you do in other places. And again, I know Mahomes is doing State Farm stuff and he, you know, he's doing fine. But um, again, <laughs> he's doing just, fine. This is not, you know, this is not a, you know, and I'm not picking on like Jacksonville or anything, but this is, this is Chicago. It's not Jacksonville, right? It's not, it's not any of these other mid-sized markets. This is, this is a giant market that's not split with anybody. So I really push back on this idea and I think Bears fans need to just get this out of their head. Like let other, let other fans of other teams say this BS it does. It is not a, a, applicable to Chicago. Um, all right. One more before uh, we take a quick break. Um, this is tough with Braxton Jones being hurt right now. You'd love to see a full year of tape and see if, um, if he's developing out like we hope he would. Uh, you know, I thought, Early on, it's really tough because the offense around it was was kind of in shambles. Um, but if you have the opportunity, you know, let's say you have two high draft picks, or um, you know, you, you've made a situation where you're you're not take, using a, a pick on a quarterback and, and you're sitting here, would you want to prioritize drafting a guy like Olu Fashano or Joe Alt? 
to try to replace Braxton or maybe kick Braxton down, down inside. I don't really see that, but a lot of people instantly mm-hmm. think you can just make a tackle a guard again. I don't, I don't think that that's a great idea with Braxton, but like, um, would you, uh, would you like to see, uh, an investment in a premium left tackle to bookend with Darnell Wright, or would you maybe use that resource in a different way? Phew. <laughs> Classic draft questions 101. And the Bears are in an interesting situation because they don't just have the Panthers' uh, number one pick. They've got you know their own number one pick still. They haven't traded that away, and then they're going to have other multiple lower round picks. And it's a good tackle class. It looks like there are going to be probably six or seven guys um, in the tackle class. Now, again, are they all lefts? Are they all first rounders? Maybe not, but there's six or seven guys in this tackle class that are going to warrant consideration up near the top. So if you can, if you say that's a need, if you really feel like we have to replace Braxton, I kind of feel like Braxton could be a good young bookend with Wright and you really need to refill the middle, right? Davis could be the right guard. Jenkins could be if he stays healthy. The left guard, and if you get a good center, leaving Braxton in place would not, I think, be a terrible move. In fact, it would be a leverage move if the Bears feel like he's good enough to hold up, and we've seen him do some of that. You want the high-end tackle to just pair with right and have bookends. Yes, very attractive notion. Do you also need high-end talent on the defensive line. Oh, yeah, you do. And those players go in the same slots. Edge rushers and tackles go in the same slots up high, and if you wait, you won't get the one you want. Receivers are pushing into that as well. And right now, you've got one really good receiver in DJ Moore. Look around at all the offenses that are really good in the NFL or most of the offenses that are really good in the NFL. They have two good receivers. And it, you know, can you get a receiver later? Sure. Can you get an edge rusher later? Sure. But they don't tend to pan out. Uh, your chances are better with a receiver. Can you get a tackle later? You can into about the second round. And after that, you know, it's more of a developmental situation. So it's all about balance and saying, Hey, on my team, I have a bunch of needs. Do I need to replace a spot that I have a functional serviceable player who should be better with some of the investment I've made around him when everybody comes back healthy, or do I need to go address a spot that's pretty barren like edge and inject some young talent on that side of the ball? Because, Hey, if we can't pass rush anybody, we're going to have to score 50 every week. Yep. No, I get it. Um, you know, it's, it's a long ways away uh, and we don't have to worry about these things yet. And <laughs> so, but, but, you know, we still get a lot of draft questions and you're the draft guy, right? Like, so, so I want to make sure. No, that- and they're going to keep coming and, and keep bringing them. This is, a, it is a fluid situation, right? We have about half of the college football season done initial evaluations. I've already looked at all those guys, um, you know, but how they sort out, how they test, what comes up in medical, what starts to be unearthed about, how they fit or don't fit with particular schemes or teams, all that stuff's going to come into play. Again, we don't get to know all that stuff, but the picture is going to come into focus in terms of who they are as players and athletes on the field. We already have a pretty solid picture of that. Like we had it last year. We have more this year, you know, short of the injury that will always happen. You know, we know that there's a lot of good tackles. There's a lot of good wide receivers. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft. Like those are three and there's a bunch of good edges as well. Now they tend to spread out a little bit more. They're not all grouped at the top, but there's still a bunch of them. So, 
you know, position wise, that lines up pretty well for the Bears. Yeah, and nice draft to have two first round picks. So uh yeah, us. So all right, uh, real quick, we're gonna take a break on the other side of this. We're gonna get into some fun Bill Zimmerman questions and then hit up some of these YouTube questions as well. Stick with us. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on surprise, the future of work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, EJ, uh, let's let's start with a good one here. Bill Zimmerman at Bill T. Zimmerman asks, better state, Iowa or Washington? I'll let you start. I I think, first off, Bill just wanted to make us fight. I think that was his pure and like... Oh, do you think that's going to happen here? No, no. But I just... I This morning I woke up and he started cranking off questions, which I yeah. deeply appreciate. <laughs> he got to the one about Cade McNown. And I was like, all right, I haven't even had a cup of coffee and I want to punch somebody now. Uh, better state, Iowa or Washington? Well, it's a broad category. Um, I'll say Washington. Iowa has many strengths. I think the fall is I, I, I would like to come see an Iowa fall. Like there, there's great stuff in the fall in Iowa. Uh, but overall, in terms of the range of stuff that's here, I'm going with Washington. And I'll ask you the same question. What do you think? I am a native Iowan. True. I have lived here almost my entire life. The exception to that is mm. the time that I spent in grad school in the Pacific Northwest. That was an Oregon state. So it's not yep. quite Washington, but there are very few differences, in my opinion, between Washington state and Oregon state. Now, I'm sure locals are going to not like that, but I have spent a few months of my life in Washington and I have spent, you know, a couple of years of my life in, in Oregon. Uh, I love the Pacific Northwest. It is a, to me, it is better than Iowa. So this is, we're not actually going to argue here. I like the Pacific Northwest better than I like Iowa. Now I love Iowa in many ways. It's got a lot of strengths and I love my town. I love Des Moines. I think it's a great place to live. It is also much cheaper to live here than it does <laughs> where you live, my friend. Oh, um, yes. If we're talking about relative strengths, uh, you know, and there are places that are less expensive to live in Washington than where I sure. live. Um, and, you know, they could have many of the same charms that you might enjoy in Des Moines. Um, you know, smaller cities, a little bit further off the beaten path, both Western and Eastern, which are very different. But again, you can you can find that in Washington. You won't find it where I am. Um, but in terms of, again, just overall offering of the state, I would choose Washington, but they're, you know, I, 
I grew up in cornfields with, you know, fall colors, hardwoods, uh, you know, frost on the pumpkin, the whole bit. And I'm sure Iowa has a lot of that this time of year. No question. And fall is the best season and it's certainly the best season in the state. Um, and, and again, like there's a couple of weeks of the year where it's unbearably cold. There's a couple of weeks of the year where it's unbearably hot. Uh, there's probably a lot of part, pieces, parts of the country that are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I love Des Moines. Des Moines is incredible. If you haven't been here, there's, there's tons to do. And again, it's very lovable. I live in Des Moines proper. Um, and I would, you know, I would fight a lot of the other cities <laughs> that this is the city stacks up, you know, but I love Washington. So I love the Pacific Northwest. I should, I should say. Uh, a couple from the YouTube real quick that are about the same. So Lenny, 1991, he wants to know, what would you change about the defense? Would you change the coaching, play calling, player use, et cetera? Um, and uh, Tyler asks, uh, do you think that Matt Eberflus's defensive scheme is outdated in the modern day NFL um, or is it still, is it still workable? So I, I think these kind of, these questions kind of go together. I I'm out on Flus, man. Like, I mean, I, he at least was somewhat creative, this last week, which worked against Howell, but where was that against Baker Mayfield? Where was that against Jordan Love? Like, why did it take this long to have any kind of change in your philosophy? And I'm a little worried that I heard that uh, Everflus's response to a question about JJ, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson being out, that he was like, well, you can, you can be a little bit more simple. And I, and I go, if he reverts back to what he was doing in the first few weeks, like I, I'm not, I'm not going to be very happy. I know that's probably not what he meant. And then you have a lot of the secondary players returning, and I'm wondering if some of why he was doing that was he was worried about these replacement secondary mm. players and didn't think they'd hold up. So he was trying to get, uh, you know, he's trying to heat up the quarterback because he was worried about a secondary. And if he gets a secondary guys back, maybe he thinks he can sit back there again. So, so I'm now, I have now reworked myself up into a, a, a <laughs> bit of a. You know, I, I'm a little worried yeah. about that Flus is going to go backwards because of things that I think are positive, which is getting better players back healthy. Um, but it, right now, yes, it's it's a it's a coaching situation. Honestly, coaching and both sides of the ball early in the year, I think, was just completely terrible. Um, and then I think it was the the scheme that he wants to run is almost certainly outdated without just ask kickers at every level. And I just don't think that that's viable approach. And and if you don't have the ass kickers, then you got to change your approach. So that, that, that's my take on it. What about you? I am aligned with you very similarly, like very few, there are schemes that are completely outdated depending on how you run them and who you have to execute. Um, you know, we're getting a lot more information from inside the game than we did even in, you know, just a few years ago. Um, and we see how much players do uh, on their own. Like, and this is the Jimmy's and Joe's versus X's and O's argument. You can have some pretty basic X's and O's. If you've got great, smart Jimmy's and Joe's, they're going to pay that off. And we saw this in Kansas City on the offensive side of the ball. Like, you know, it's Mahomes and Kelsey. And he's like, yeah, he's supposed to run a corner. He broke it off. I knew he was going to break it off. So I just hit him. That that's not Andy Reed's brilliance. He literally called something else and the two guys on the field just paid it off. And defenders are very much the same. Like Ed Reed was famous for setting guys up, making plays on his own out of structure, 
he is a great, great defender. Is that a great scheme? No. Did he help? I mean, yes, it was a good scheme. Did he make it way better because he is a great, great Hall of Fame type player? Yeah, he did. And I'm with you. If you have a somewhat bland or slightly outdated scheme and you don't have great players, you can't just lean on, oh, yeah, we've got dudes that are going to win no matter what. It's it's not going to look very good. So it's a little of both. Um, some scheme has helped. Some scheme changes have helped over the last couple of weeks. And the Bears do have a habit of doing this. They did it with Nagy's play calling like, oh, yeah, we had somebody else call plays and it worked really well. So now we're going to go back. Like, wait, what? Um, you know, hey, we tried some different stuff on defense, but oh, we got some guys coming back. So we're just going to sit back and, and just rush for again. Like, please don't like learn from your mistakes and you and I both had serious issue with you had the entire summer to get this worked out. And this is what you came up with. Like, this is awful. This isn't good enough anywhere on the field. So I, you know, I'm not a flues defender by any stretch. I said a couple of weeks ago that I'm a hostile witness to the bears at this point. And I'm like, prove it, like prove to me that you can continue to adapt, that you can make changes based on your personnel, that you can get the most out of your guys. And, Generally, I don't see that. Just an aside, you mentioned Ed Reed. There's this great story, and it's uh, Bill Belichick, actually. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Just watching film, <laughs> and he, you know, Bill Belichick being the master that he is, he, he he's watching Ed Reed set up Peyton Manning yep. from the week before. Mm-hmm. So he knows that Peyton Manning is going to see what Ed Reed does on this formation and this route combination, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so the next week, Ed Reed does the same thing, takes a purposeful false step and then backs, you know, just, just trucks it so that he can pick off Peyton Manning, like basically near the end zone. And Belich- it's just Belichick just watching film, seeing this. And he's like, he set this up the week before. It's That is just a special player to be like you know what i'm going to show this because i know i got peyton the next week and then and i'm going to pay this off that, that i mean that's a hall of fame you know yeah he actually the played the play. coverage wrong that's the clip i was thinking of and yeah reed played the coverage wrong on purpose right right he, he floated to the Ridiculous. side of the field where he shouldn't on purpose because he knew peyton would see it and say hey when they're aligned and they get this look reed cheats this way he cheated that way so that he would see it and then the next time Thought there was going to be a gap, and he was already going the other way. So speaking of safeties, the um, next Bill Zimmerman yeah. question is, would you rather have Elijah Hicks or Chris Conte? Conte. Conte, yeah. Um, Chris Conte, uh, one of the all-time blame targets, I would say, in Chicago. Like He, he just got... He got tagged with a big play and a big game and it, and it never went away. I, you know, neither is probably my answer. Uh, I know, but if either, Hey, I'm the draft guy. If either of those guys is my player, they are on my replace list. Both of them. Like, yeah, you got, you got to start one tomorrow. You got to start. one. I got to start one tomorrow. Um, I would probably take early Chris Conti, like year two. He had, a, he had a lot of range. He was super athletic. Hicks does too. Conti made some plays. People forget about that because he missed the big one in a big moment. And that's that. Like he's he's never getting out of that in Chicago. But, um, you know, 
it's a bit of a toss up. I, I wouldn't be upset with either one because I actually think they're at a very similar level, which for me is replacement level. I, I think Conte was actually better than replacement level at his peak. So, I mean, for at me, his peak, sure. Well, yeah, well, that's what I get. I haven't seen the peak. I, I mean, we haven't seen anything that's that interesting from Elijah Hicks yet. I mean, he's in year two and he can develop into that. But like, I know that Chris Conte played at a level that was at least acceptable. And so I get that he's a scapegoat and he missed the coverage and deservedly so gets a little bit, you know, he gets a lot thrown at him for that. Uh, but he, he was a pretty good football player for a little while. Like, I mean, he, he made some plays obviously behind a very good defense. He, you know, he played free safety, uh, you know, made some plays. So I, I'd rather take Chris Conte cause I, cause I've seen the, uh, I've seen the peak. So for me, that's where I'm going. Um, all right. So I gotta say, we've got a special guest. I think we just turn it over to that. Cause I don't know how long this candy draft is going to take. And so, I don't either. Well, I mean, cause I don't even know how many rounds we're going to go. Yeah, that was kind of my question is like, how many candies do I need? Or maybe five rounds. Okay, that's what I figured. So so here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring in our guest. It is Lester A. Wilfong Jr. I figured, one, Lester loves Halloween. This is what (laughs) I know. This is what I know about Lester. Yes. And two, Lester is, strikes me as a man that likes to take his cut of the Halloween candy from the kids when they come back from from uh, trick-or-treating is that correct sir well you know all my kids knew my favorites so they were always generous so when they got back you know we'd go through it and they'd always be like oh you can have these you can have these and i don't no 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 then yes 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 so i'd I'd always get my cut but then as as the people handing out candies you know i always got to make sure i have a bunch of bags and I always give out the bad stuff first because I'm hoping the good stuff lasts till the end of the night. I say bad stuff. I'm not going to, it's not like I'm buying like Jolly Ranchers or not like that, but <laughs> no, I, I, I hold back the, the, my personal favorites just to be on the safe side. But I'll be honest, our neighborhood is pretty busy. So I rarely have anything left. We usually have to go out and run to the store and get another bag or two in the middle of the uh, trick or treating. So. It's like like you buy the mixed bag and then you yeah. like you leaf yeah. through and you pick the stuff that you're not really into. You put that out first and then, you know, ah, I guess I get rid of, you know, and then you're in a competition because you're probably eating some of that throughout the night. Right. Like, like I, hey. I try not to. But, you know, if, if a couple <laughs> uh, a couple of my faves end up in my in my mouth, I'm not going to complain. OK. All right. So here is I had a couple of rules and, oh, and I only I, got one rule texted. So what's the other rules? OK, here well, we go. well, you know, it was you know how, how JB you guys, is. Come on. Well, you know. OK, here's the thing is that if I didn't put this rule in, it's just going to become a different kind of draft. OK, so the the rule is there's only one, you each of us only get to draft one bar. Candy bar style. Candy bar style. Now we are, and I'm going to be very specific that if Reese's peanut butter cup is a bar, bar. it's a bar. And and I'm also going to say York peppermint patties are a bar for this. this. Okay. Okay. I see how it's going to be. So just like you only get to like a single purchased because it's like a single. Yeah. 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 Right. I got this. I'm ready, man. I I, I was scouting all day, man. I'm ready to go. I'd, okay, I bet you were. So that's that's the rule. And then I think the other the other thing is it has to be a reasonable thing to find in in a bag of Halloween candy. I mean, don't be giving me 
like this all this one time when i was 13 (laughs) i got this thing like stop like it's got to be kind of in the normal run of things right um so so anyway that's that's my rule and you know don't be like oh i go trick or beering or something no 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 no. this is candy we're talking about candy um (laughs) we're we're gonna we're gonna stick to that i don't want any like i gotta say the last time i went actively like trick-or-treating because there's uh, jb you've been in my house there's there's not a lot of trick-or-treating where we are so our kids when they were younger and super into trick-or-treating would go to like the you know the streets that would do it the little retail districts or you know uh school would have like an event in a gym or something like that but the last time i went actively trick-or-treating was last year we were in buffalo for halloween and we were over at our buddy Chris from Rockpile Report's house, and he very graciously let us use his studio to record. And we were done, and he's like, "Hey, my my parents are coming over, and you know we're gonna have some pizza and wings because it's Buffalo, right. and we're gonna walk around the neighborhood with kids to go trick or treating." And he looks at Brett, and he's like, "Do you want to go?" And Brett's like, uh, "And I was like, oh hell yeah, we definitely want to do this. This is this is gonna be a good time." So we literally walked around, and they had a bunch of other you know parents come over, and there's this group of like eight of us adults and you know six or seven kids running around <laughs> and we found all the houses great it's fall you know sure and a bunch of the parents were like hey parents <laughs> come here and they're pouring shots at the door <laughs> like little, little dixie cups here you go that happens parents yeah i know, I, what know I it never happened when i was a kid but <laughs> it happens now and i'm i was all about it i was like see i told you we should stay look at this we got pizza we got wings and now we got shots we're just walking around it's a good time i just for for the purposes of this activity <laughs> we are gonna we're gonna not we're gonna say that that's not really a thing okay i'm good it's gotta be in the bag there are no there are no beverages on my my i i did not list any shots okay all right it's not like it's like you're gonna dump the candy bag out and like oh there's a there's a fireball uh mini bottle like no no no. like dude did you see the state fair at texas had fried fireball shots that doesn't even make sense to me it doesn't make sense to me either but i did see it last weekend with texas OU. okay fair who wants to go first we're gonna do snake so random Per, no, Lester's got to go first. He's oh, I can't go first. I mean, if I'm first, we, we all know who's going first. Let's we should be fair and make it a random number draw. Do you always have your random number generator, or we can do something else? But uh, anyways, I mean, while, uh, while JB's uh, figuring out the order, Lester, I gotta say, the background looks fantastic. This is the first time I've been with you. It like you nailed it. It looks so good. It's getting there. I still got some stuff. I got uh, my wife's got another item. She's going to pick up. I don't want to hang till we get all the stuff. Yes, and there's a couple things sure. I'm waiting on, so uh, it should be fun. All right, I got it. Okay. All right, see, we're ready to go. Uh, so EJ goes first, I go oh. second, Lester goes third. Son of a bitch! I should have took the damn. Okay. All right, man. Nah, that's good. No, it's fair. It's fair. No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go specific, and then we're gonna. This is gonna be the test of JB's rule meisterdom. Okay. All right, so my Meister dub. I'm just trying to make it interesting, because then it just becomes a candy bar draft. Okay, it's yeah. a different. This is different right. exercise. So, number one, best Halloween candy, top pick in the overall. What is this? The inaugural, I guess. Bears one more Halloween candy draft. Reese's bats. I don't understand. They you're make just, peanut like butter these. cups in the shape of bats. You're just so you're you're not so you're you're gonna take Reese's peanut butter cups. Just 
Halloween thing. No, I don't think I can take peanut butter cups after this. See, now this is the test. Your rule, my that's fine. That's fine. I think so. You're taking the peanut butter cup realm, and you're just taking a that's a a variant of the peanut butter cup. Okay, but it's the Halloween variant. Come on. Like All the right. peanut butter, the, the recent footballs are, are, are you know, like right, you know, they're not the footballs, they're bats. I understand. The bats are good. I gotta tell you, the bats are good. The Christmas trees are also the Christmas good. Christmas trees are good. They have right? pumpkins. Yeah, I, pumpkins. I chose bats over pumpkins because you know it doesn't have dope. the like hard uh ring, right? Yeah, the rich no. ring. It's got it's no. it's more smooth and and the, maybe even less chocolate, right? So it's All more right, can we, butter. Can we ratio. stop now? Because I want. It's well, you're a big I mean, senior bowl guy, so like you know that this is some free advertising. Reese's, so, right. yeah, I, I think that's taking Reese's peanut butter cup yeah. off the board. Yeah, 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 candy I, bar. We're not gonna, yeah. we're not gonna bifurcate. We're not gonna say there oh, it goes off the f- number one on my board. Right, it's I knew one on everybody's board. I, yeah. I gave you, know. you the chance, man. I I no, 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 that's that, okay. I that would feel, I would feel uh, cheated there. So, um, okay, so so the number, the one ones off the board. There are other candy bars that I'm fine with and so you know whatever lester wants to leave me is fine i'm going to go in a different direction um i'm going to take not a candy bar i'm going to take m&ms off the board okay so i get m&ms well do do i get all the m&ms because to me it's peanut butter m&ms are the best but take peanut butter m&ms i'll take peanut butter butter m&ms okay all right well then, then if you're leaving me I got to go Reese's Pieces. Okay. Reese's okay. Pieces. Uh, yep. Is someone keeping track of this, I'm assuming, over there? Uh, or should I? Uh, I'm, I'm working on it. I would say work, track write your mine. own down if you yeah. can. But I'll I'm, write I'm yours down, Lester, because I know you don't love to take notes. I, uh, I have my spreadsheet uh, open here. So, so it's Snake Draft, so I get to go again here. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm ignoring the candy bars. I'm going to save my candy bars till later since, you know, it's the best ones off the board. So, um, you know, so I've got Reese's Pieces. And I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with a curveball here, just to make sure I don't miss out since I don't come back for a little while here. I'm gonna go with Rice Krispie treats. Okay. <laughs> now, like those are, those are like homemade, like an old grandma is gonna hand nah, them out. Well, you know, it's with really nice to get those, but I mean, nowadays they sell yeah. them in they, the little tiny ones, and you know, sure. the, the blue wrapping and all those that. are always those are always good. So that's where I'm going. Rice Krispie treats. That is my, that is a Jacksonville top fifteen draft pick right there. See there, see there. <laughs> I I like it. I like it. It's a, it's a little out there. Um, so I, again, I, I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I get a little more chocolate in in my in my draft, um, and I'm gonna take Junior Mints. Again, Junior Mints okay. come in a box. They are not a bar. Yep. Um, and uh, it's off uh, my list. I, I enjoy I enjoy Junior Mints quite a bit back when I ate sugar. So EJ for two. Um, I'm going to go uh, the Hershey's Special Dark Mini. You can have it. Little, Great. Little Glad one. that it's off the board. Uh, although that is a bar. Yeah, but it's a mini. Well, it's, in the I mean, mixed it's, bag the of minis is and it not is a regular I mean, you're already breaking the rules, but like, I so don't want that. It's such crappy chocolate that like, I'm That's happy. a bad chocolate. I'm I mean, I love those. Yeah. I'm happy to give it to you. You're breaking the rule, but I'm happy to give it to you. JB's a stickler. Is it, is it back he's to me just yet? like, no. am I the only one who peanut butter, shit about the rules around here? All <laughs> peanut butter. He's going to take peanut butter off the planet. You can't have peanut butter because I mentioned the word peanut butter. So peanut butter is mine forever. Stop. We got this. <laughs> What's your other one? 
He's got oh, two in a row. I, oh yeah, he was. Oh, a, yeah, snake. Um, well, if I took another around. bar, somebody would say, mini. Well, that was the uh, one rule, and he broke it in the second round. So come like, on, minis and bars. You're talking about full yeah, size bars. You said full size bars. I, I, I right. think um, I think the spirit of the bar rule is anything that comes in a bar that is mini tries. Otherwise, it would then mini Snickers around the table. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, sure. Mini everything. Um, so. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. I don't have that many left because of the rules. Uh, Charms oh low pop. What do you mean you don't have any? I, what was your scouting today? Low pops. I, I, dude, I got tier one, tier two, tier three sleepers and pitch. Blow, I got scouting. Blow pop. Blow pop. Round pick is blow pop. So you've already broken the rules with the special dark, but we'll give it to you because we don't care about it. And right, but if go... I say Kit Kat, you're gonna say, "Ooh, that's a well, bar. yes, that's a bar. You can't go Kit Kat. That's, that's a, a candy bar." EJ. EJ, you're talking to two fat kids. We're, you know, we <laughs> we know the candy bars. We we understand what's happening. No, okay. you make your own rules. I get it. It's cool. <laughs> all right, all right. So this is my third round draft pick, and I'm going to try to get something a little different, something that is is pretty singular, and I think that it's a nice um, add in here. So I'm going to take Sour Patch Kids. Oh, okay. feel free. That, yeah, that was, so you, get, that was, you get a little something different. That was on my board too. It's in my trade dump category is gummy anything. Bless her for two. I, I got I got two now, so I'm gonna go with uh, peanut M and M's. Okay, okay. Well, we're bifurcating the M and M's. No, feel free. You know. no, feel free. And I'm gonna follow it up with with Rolos. Oh, Rolos is on my board. It's a sneaky way to get some chocolate in. It's a sneaky way to get the chocolate in. You can't have chocolate because it's a bar. No, it's not a bar. It's, a it's not really a bar because we still got to do the individual unwrapping and you got all the foil. It, it, again, you're talking to two fat kids. We know um, the rules. All right. So so this is this is round four. Um, I haven't taken a bar yet. It, EJ, EJ's off the reg- reservation with his picks. So I'm not even worried necessarily. But again, we'll, we'll, we'll do a full five rounds because it's going pretty fast. Um, so um, I'm going to take one more and then I'll take my bar next round. So um, this one might be controversial, oh. but it's something that I enjoy. And again, it's a different texture experience. So for me, I'm going to, I'm going to roll with the Laffy Taffy. And particularly I love, uh, you know, I get whatever flavor, but the banana flavor is primo. Oh, that's, that's the, the worst one. <laughs> oh, it's the best, man. We would get along because we could, we could split the bag pretty easy. We, there's no, right. not like. Oh, like, 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 how about for runts? Like, you know, runts, the candy runts. Do you also like those bananas? I mean, I remember oh. liking runts, but, you know, it's been a long time. By the way, I don't eat sugar anymore. I haven't eaten sugar <laughs> in like 18 months. So, like, this is just all based on memory. You do not want to have a banana. As soon as the show ends, I'm going to go tell my family that you like banana laugh taffy. We're all going to have a laugh at your expense because those That's are the fine. worst. Oh, terrible. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I wanted to have a mix of options. I wanted to build a, a, a nice board here. Yes. Is what is what I was looking for. EJ, what do you got for your final two? Uh it's gonna be I'm this is bouncing off the bottom of the barrel because everything <laughs> else is a freaking bar. Even like if it's 20, a mini. I got twenty seven lists on 10 my board hours here. of advance notice of what the rules were. <laughs> yeah. The rules are bad. Um Nerds, I guess. Oh, there goes nerds are on my list. That's a solid choice. 
Uh, and God, do I have anything left that you're not going to bark at? I don't think I do. Cause you even I, took I, peppermint I, patties. I love, so I no, no, I got that's uh, and milk duds, I guess. There you go. Oh, milk duds. That works. Yep. I mean, milk duds is it. Well. It's the only thing I have that you won't complain about. Cause it comes in a box. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta settle down. The, the rules were established <laughs> hours down, and hours ago. Down. Hours and hours ago. All right. <laughs> So, so now I, I'm going to take my candy bar. Um, to me, it comes down after peanut butter cups. Reese's are off the board. Uh, you know, to me, the conversation goes between Butterfinger and Twix. And I could, I could go back and forth on any day. Um, uh, but I always liked Butterfinger the b- better. So I, I'm going to roll okay. Butterfinger. I have to ask you a question about Butterfinger because I remembered, again, I don't really eat candy much anymore i certainly don't eat like full-size candy bars but butterfinger i went to have a butterfinger nostalgia thing like a year ago and they've changed they're in the yellow wrapper and the insides are different because they don't use the coloring it's not that gold stuff that used to be in there do you think the new butterfingers taste like the old butterfingers and if so which one do you like better i mean i have no idea again i I will test it out for you this uh this halloween because i'm sure i'm gonna get some butterfingers all right you let me know because i liked the old butterfingers which i'm sure were full of all kinds of nasty stuff which is why they had to change to the new yellow less offensive butterfinger wasn't i mean could just be that i'm older and i don't like butterfinger anymore but i was like this is not the same this tastes different so I you know you don't see this in a candy bag or else i would have taken this but like a candy bar that you find on the shelf the Fifth Avenue bar to me was better than the Butterfinger. It's kind of the same layered peanut butter and chocolate. I like a Fifth Avenue bar better, but again, I don't think that that's in a normal candy like candy bag. Like that doesn't come very often. So again, well, peanut butter chocolate you can't really beat it. So Lester, for your last pick, you can pick this a bar. Is me, man, dude, I'm telling you, I have got like 20 more items here. I was re- I was ready to go all night on this. Uh, so I'm it's my half, bar. I'm about half. It's, it's my bar, right? So. Yep. I mean, you, you left me Kit Kats, you left yeah. me Twix, you left yeah. me a whatchamacallit, but I'm going to well, go. I guess whatchamacallit, you can maybe find in a, oh, in yeah. a candy bag. Yeah that, that, yeah, that happens. That's a rare one, but yeah. I'm going to go with the Heath bar because okay. I'm a fan. All right. You, I'm sure. a fan of the toffee and or it's it's Heath and another brand is the Score brand. Score, yeah. yeah so Score was the thin one. Yeah. All right. Lester, where do you? Where do you stand on Milky Way Midnights? Uh, no, I, I like dark chocolate. Like for, but for me though, if, if I'm gonna eat something in that realm, yeah. like look, I'm going Snickers because Snickers is pretty much it has the nougat, it has the caramel, it has the nuts, and it has the chocolate. Like I can't stand a Three Musketeer. It's like all I'm getting is nougat. Come on. All right, we we have to set something straight. Number one Bears fan, my mom likes candy corn that did not get passed down. Through the generation, I have never been a candy corn fan. That's just wax. I, so, I like candy corn. That's uh, fine. That's not the my pumpkin st- style candy corn. The pumpkin Those ones, I'll eat one of per year just to remind myself that I'm not wild about that. It. That you're not. That you're not good with it. Uh, so no, I, I can't. I can't. I don't think that got passed down genetically there. Uh, just a couple of of things that I had written down just to, you know, if if I needed to take them uh, that were not selected. Um, I had Whoppers, but I got to tell you, like, I like malted milk balls, but Whoppers are always stale. Yes. <laughs> you know, They're so like, I, I don't actually like Whoppers. I like malted milk balls, like at a, like a candy yeah. shop. I will yeah. buy those. They're amazing. But but not a Whopper. Whoppers are actually not that great. But it was a way to, like, get around the bar situation because they come in a box. Um, 
hot tamales. I was, uh, I kind of like the, like a cinnamon candy, you know, some kind of thing like that. Now I'm allergic to cinnamon, so I don't know that I could eat it anymore, but, uh, not a good that's idea. A, that's a thing. And then, uh, I had no one took Skittles or Starburst, which I think is somewhat surprising, uh, cause those are pretty popular, but, um, what in a, in a Starburst situation, what flavors are you going after? Pink. Pink? Just pink? Pink. pink. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll eat them all, but for me, it's the pink is the best one. That's Yeah, uh, I like the red one. Red, one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. red is cherry, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, we can't. I mean, the ideal is that you find somebody that likes the ones that you don't like. And, yeah. And then you just kind of switch. Kind of switch. I never like the lemons, but... I've been getting more into lemon desserts, so maybe maybe I would like that now. There Again, go. not gonna matter. Doesn't matter anymore. But um, so 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 will, will there be a poll put up at some point so we can see? We'll put a poll up to see who who people think won the. I would all uh, I would all chocolate except draft. for my Rice Krispie treats. I I was ready though. I mean, I had you know sweet tarts, Smarties, Pez, bottle caps, lemon heads, bottle caps. I haven't had bottle lemon heads is a good one. Caramel apple yep. pops, lemon heads, sprees, runs. Come on. Yeah, so I, I wanted to get some chewy chocolate, spree. like you like you. So I got the yeah. uh, the M and M's and the and the Junior Mints, and then I wanted like something different. So the Sour Patch Kids and the you last wanted a good team. I wanted to like yeah, I wanted to build. I a want chocolate. Unit. Yeah, like for me, if, when it comes to candy, it's chocolate. Yeah, right. and, like, and then everything else. Everything is I had on my list was like variations of me. I will say, and it has to come in a Halloween bag. So I was scouting mixed Halloween bags. Okay. I will say that that EJ had one or two clarifying questions on the text message back and forth with me and clearly didn't understand the directions because he got mad about the <laughs> bar a, no, situation. No. Lester had like detailed with examples. I mean, we went back and forth for probably 15 yeah. minutes. Like, what if I did this? Smart. And so like Lester was on it. And again, I, you know, I get it. I see. So he's I permission. You. You, you are, and you are I'm free. forgiveness. See, <laughs> he wanted permission, and I'm just going to do it, and then say, "What do you think?" And and you got your way because you got that. I got a, a double bar, so it worked for you. Yeah. And again, if you take something like that, and he's not a double bar. We know full size are real bars. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I got to ask you guys: Where do you guys stand on the uh, those the orange and blacks? The, uh, the peanut butter kisses, like the molasses with the peanut butter. Uh, Everyone you know, hates those. The little, little nougat thing. I love those things. Those are like hmm. outstanding. They're like a bit of honey, Mary Jane kind of mixture. I remember being okay those. with them. I took all those. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it was like cool. peanut butter, right? Like kind of a peanut butter. Inside was peanut butter. It was like yep. molasses-y caramel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's probably some I'd like a little more now than I would back then, right? <laughs> Yeah. Like you could hang your pictures with that stuff, Lester. Yeah. Dude, I, I caramel love caramel peanut butter. Like <laughs> I had money on my list too, because like back in the day, I used to like when someone just dropped a handful of change, pennies. I didn't care if it was pennies. I'm like, yeah, money. Let's go. Money. Six slits. That's, that's a, a good one. one. ML Field says six slits. That's a that's a that's yeah. a good call. I totally forgot. I did not that's see that anywhere or find that anywhere. That's a good one. Um, candy coated chocolate, man. Oh man. If I would have, if I would have thought of that, that would have been a good one to pull out. Um, okay. Well, that was a really great waste of time and I appreciate you guys, uh, sticking with us <laughs> and talking about, uh, Halloween candy. We got some great stuff going up. I, I can't tell you enough how, how good of an interview Bill did, um, with, uh, uh, with Josh Lucas, you got, you got to check yeah. it out. Like it's, it's a really great, you, know, you guys care about anything about the behind the scenes stuff and like 
so many people are commenting, like, why do we care about listening to this guy? This guy was in the room when a lot of big decisions of recent Bears teams were made, and he's he's yeah. being incredibly honest, and he's given us insight. And yes, he was part of the team that decided to pick Trubisky over Watson and Mahomes. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Like, we get it. That guy's got to wake up every day and think about this. Like, But he's talking about it, and he's honest. We've all made mistakes in our life, and this thing's a crapshoot. You know, EJ can talk about that as, as much as anybody. And so... Um, he's got the humility to, to, to be willing to come on and talk about it and, and get some really incredible inside information, um, built in an incredible job and, uh, was really prepared and asked questions that you didn't hear anywhere else. So again, worth your time, go check that out. Um, other great stuff coming up. Taylor's got a lot of great stuff going on with, with her player spotlights every week. Um, she's killing that, uh, lesser and I'll be back, uh, hopefully to celebrate another victory on Monday. Um, and, uh, yeah, until next time, Lester, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for having me. This appearance. was fun. This was yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Lester will be taking over my spot in a couple of weeks uh, as I'll be on vacation for a week, taking a bye week, personal bye week. And uh, yeah, until next time, guys. Fair enough. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.